because we did a lot of coordination with other arts organizations and even comedy improv teams and opera companies and Present Music, which does only music from live composers. So that was a little edgy and new. And it just, it got me using all different kinds of theatrical muscles. If that's a word, I'm going to make it up right now. And I found out, I guess, even though I love ballet and ballet was the vehicle of, you know, me wanting to be in theater. Um, I had all these other parts that ballet used a little bit, but also wasn't so favorable to. Like, I loved being verbal. I loved being silly. I loved, I loved acting and being different characters. And that worked out great to a point in ballet. But then there's all those moments where you have to be serene and quiet and uh, studious and serious. And, and sometimes I just couldn't be and got kicked out of a few ballet classes for being too noisy. Um, so I guess, I, I don't know what the original question was, but I feel so happy to be in this theatrical element and surrounded by this young talent and getting to know more about the musical theater world because I'm kind of clueless, kind of a newbie, kind of a baby in that area. So I get to learn new tricks. This old dog is wagging her tail. And rightfully so, you know, it's interesting. We have been tracking the show since its first concert back in April of 2019. The last concert that they did in Carnegie Hall was the first time they introduced the character of the mother. And I'm going to say that for me, didn't work, did wow. not work for me. And I said to Stephanie, I said, all right, you know what? I've got to trust the process. I'm interested to see once they pull up a full production, what this is like. And I am the first person to admit when I am wrong, I had no <laughs> problem eating crow. I think it tastes marvelous. Sprinkle mm-hmm. a little Parmesan cheese on it. I'm good. Because your character is so beautiful. Thanks. And really, Joanne, when we interviewed, I was talking to Joanne, and she said in the beginning they were going to have the mom have just a few lines here and there. And she said, no, I can do it all through dance. I can do it yeah. all through dance. And I think it's and powerful that way. Better it that way. really is. It mm-hmm. really is. And again, I I did not see how that was going to fit. Boy, does it fit. And it makes so much sense. It Do you really remember that cool. ad campaign? Like, uh, you're going to know this story because we're of a certain age. <laughs> Do you remember that campaign for the perfume where it said, if you want somebody's attention, whisper? Yes. <laughs> what was that? What was that ad? I don't remember. I don't remember what perfume it was, but I do remember the whisper campaign. And I and feel that's my character. Like I'm not going to speak, so you have to kind of like sit forward and like watch really closely every time I come out, and you get attuned to that. You get attuned to the fact that oh my gosh, here comes mom. I'm not going to know what's going on. I better pay very close attention. And I I think the character just sucks people in, and I'm not going to do any spoiler alert in this interview unless it happens, (laughs) but I think because of that close attention, uh, she becomes the character that people can bounce off of, which I'm very proud of. I love being that, the straight guy for the good punchline. I'm the character that people bounce off of to show who they are, Mm. and I love that role. I think it's a very meritous role, and I think being the person that people react to so that they can develop who they are. I love it. I'm a team member. And I don't have any power. I don't want to take away from the character, but the character is very important because 
other characters bounce off of her. Mm -hmm. Not she herself is a focus. But yet, because of that, she's very integral. And if she was missing, you wouldn't get to know little Katie, and you wouldn't get to know Maddie, and how deeply resourceful they are with this mother character that they have to interact with. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. So for Serena, for you, what was it like for you to be fleshing out be your young Katie? So you are the one who starts the show as this young girl who's being bullied and all of the things that so many kids are going through in today's world. So share with us your feelings on this. It was a little different because I haven't played this young in a bit and they aged her up a little bit. So it's it's like 13 now. At first, I was kind of like, I feel like I was worried I was a little too sweet. It sounds horrible, a little sweet to be bullied. Seeing my costume, like, I look so cute. Who would ever want to make fun of me? But I've done the show more, and there's many people in my family who've gone through this. I like that Katie represents anyone can be bullied and experience these kinds of things. And so many people have come to see the show and are very successful, kind wonderful people and they're like yeah this was me when I was a kid and so it was just finding the little things about her that might be seen as different it was very helpful to have Kennedy who's already been on the team because I got to kind of mirror her and pick up how she was already playing at the same time apparently she picked up some behaviors for me we both do when we draw we picked up a little habit to shake our hand and hit with our pencil which is something I do when I draw and it was helpful that I'm already fairly similar to Katie in real life, so I didn't have to change much about myself. I draw. I'm very introverted and dorky, and I draw for people all the time. And my sister is an artist who I look up to. So it was literally just as if I was put into myself. And so it was, and I also have struggles with giving too much and not taking care of myself. So literally, I can't say much on how I made the character because it was kind of just me already, which worked out wonderfully. It's been wonderful, and Lightning Girl was a trip because I have only recently started learning how to dance, so that's been really cool, and Blake and Joanne have been great with that, and it's always been my dream to, been, to be thrown around. So <laughs> it, it really was, whenever I do shows... Yeah. Like fight Corey, I want I want you to hit me. I want I'm so down. I want you to throw me across the stage. That sounds so fun, and my dreams are coming true. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, as an you know, having seen the show, doesn't look like you're new to dance. Uh -huh. Love that you and Kennedy. One of my favorite things opening night at the opening night party was that the two of you dressed very similarly. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that to me, woman to woman, and let's face it, a woman walks in in your dress, you know, guys have six tuxedos. And so yeah. when the guys are at a, at a party, they're all dressed the same. <laughs> a woman walks in in your dress, dressed like you, and it's just the horror of horror shows. My aunt is a horsewoman. I said that to her once, and she gasped. You know? yeah. And so to see the two of you, dressed in those black dresses, Kennedy is a little longer, you're shorter, you were in gold, she was in, in silver. Uh -huh. To me, I loved it because it showed the acceptance of each other, the growth of each other, and the fact that you are really all family in here. You know, very often women feel like our competition, and we're not our competition. 
we're our support system. And the two of you dressing like that really just shows how you mirror each other in this show. Who came up with the idea? It was actually, she came in wearing her, her black dress and I was wearing my black dress and she had the silver one on. And it was just complete coincidence we both wore black dresses. And she went, I have an extra one if you want it. And I went, yes. And so we just came up and no one had any idea that it was not planned at all. And just for the listeners, because this is not a visual, they both had like this beautiful sparkly overlay that they put over gorgeous yeah. black dresses. And they really did look like, you know, me and mini me kind of. <laughs> exactly. And again, you know, with and the their coloring is so similar. Their hair and the complexion is so similar. And, and I was even looking at our headshots and I was thinking, oh my gosh, my complexion works in there too. <laughs> we all have like this almost Celtic slash Germanic look, you know, like mm-hmm. a particular kinky undertone or something going on there. So, um, yeah, we we look familial. <laughs> it really does. And it really works. And, and it's, again, you know, woman to woman, that's confidence. Being able to walk into a room kind of dressed, almost mirroring each other, that mm-hmm. is confidence. And I think that that is the biggest thing that this show does in watching the audience reaction. We're going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. I'm just looking at the time. And we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mind Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit brainlovehealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag. 
so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice safety it's in the bag and we're back here on word of mom radio we're talking with melissa anderson and serena Parrish, who play mother and daughter in super Union. and i have to say the whole we were talking about the family and the familial connection that the three of you have because serena's young katie kennedy caldwell plays older katie and melissa is their mom and in the show melissa does it all through dance Whereas the two of you, you know, Kennedy and Serena, both beautiful voices, there's so much messaging in this show. I got to see opening night, and then I was there Thursday and Friday. And Friday night, I sat in the back, all the way in the back, to watch the audience reaction. And at one point, right in the early part of the show, this older couple got up. They were sitting in the front row, one or two rows, and they got up, and I thought they were leaving. They got up to sit in the back because it was too loud for them up front. They were the first people who jumped to their feet at that standing ovation. Yes. And it was so cool talking to the older people that were there and them just feeling how powerful this was. Intermission, this one little girl who was, you know, fighting tears because she's watching herself up there and walking out. People walk out of this show realizing they are enough mm-hmm. and who they are matters. And to be able to do that, Serena, for you, because young Katie, you are the one who is speaking for these kids in the audience. Mm-hmm. Have you started feeling the power that they are feeling from you? Absolutely. I have had kids come up to me afterward and I can only describe it as they're like all the kids I would have been friends with in middle school when I was younger. And it's so weird seeing little versions of me and my friends, watching them be touched by this. And it like makes me so sad that so many people I knew didn't get to see it when they were that age. But it applies to anyone at any age, old people as well will be moved by this, but it's just 100% feel it. And whenever I see like little kids in the front row, I get very excited because oh, it just makes me so happy when people can get this kind of message, especially that young when I think a lot of people need it most. And we've had so many different kinds of people come and see it. And it's been so nice meeting everyone. <laughs> it re- you know, it is definitely a show that is going to go across the ages. And I said it to Joanne and I'll say it to the two of you, the reality is they're going to be hearing about this show for decades. Yeah. So, you know, high schools are going to be doing this show for years. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes, it will. It is such an important message. It really is. And times we're living in right now, it's even more important. But you know what? It's always going to be important because there are always going to be those people that feel marginalized, that don't feel seen, that don't feel heard. You know, the mother speaking through dance. Uh, Part of it is that nobody ever heard her and things, and this is the only way she could get her point across. It goes into such deep, deep levels of everything and does it in a way that it's not banging you over the head with it, but where you are just so uplifted by the music and by the message and for me watching the evolution because the only thing I didn't see was the workshop in London. When they went to the West End, I was not there, but believe me, when the show goes to the West End, I will be there. 
listening because I am not missing it. It's a really powerful thing to see. And I love how in the short time that you are all there in Milwaukee, you've enmeshed yourself in the community. Yes, because yeah, I'm from the community, so I'm from here. And I think that I'm, well, first of all, I'm incredibly lucky. Yes, I get to be from the community that you guys are interacting with, and I'm forever grateful that it's, you know, it didn't start here, but I'm forever grateful that it was, like, realized and actualized and figured out here. It was so fun to watch the production get tighter and more effective along the way, the little cuts that they did to make everything more clear, the pairing away, like how they talk about in sculpture, the sculpture's already there, you just have to remove whatever isn't the sculpture. And that's the same with the message of this show. It got clearer and more relevant along the way. They took away what wasn't needed. You know, they clarified what, what needed to be lifted up. And I just want to say, as the mother, if I could just grab everyone in the world and kiss them on the forehead and make their boo-boos go away, I would. <laughs> like, I just feel like it's a very powerful role. And every, I think everyone watches the show kind of like with their inner Katie. And we all have that inner Katie. But I also feel like, can we also watch it from the flip side? If we have young persons in our life, what are we doing for them, with them, and to them? And those young people in our life, and I, I get to see it because I'm an instructor, and a mom, um, but like if we could just realize how important we are to these little people, that looking them in the eye and giving them that time versus not looking them in the eye and not giving them that time, how different that is when they're, when they're forming and when they are figuring out who they are and what they're worth. Um, it's so powerful. And I love that everyone's watching the show with their inner Katie and getting this wonderful, beautiful message. But I also, as a, as a mom, I also want to come in and look at it from the mom character. And what are you doing? Are you that mom? Or are you being your best, are you bringing your best game to your biggest job, which is loving these children? The job of mom. The job of mom. That lifelong, it doesn't end when your kids are 18. My kids are adults. I have grandchildren. And the job of mom, my kids call me and I will still drop anything I am doing to <laughs> do what they need me to do. It's, it's a lifelong thing and my favorite job I've ever had. And for some moms, it's a tougher road. You know, we, we all have, and again, it's the inner Katie. Yep. Because how many of the moms are fighting that inner Katie? You know, as opposed to knowing, uh -huh. again, that you're enough, that everything you have, you already have. And sadly, society, television, books, you know, everybody's obsessed with being a size zero. Not everybody's supposed to be a size zero. Right? You know, it's about being healthy where you are and knowing that you are perfect and beautiful. You know, for you, Serena, because, you know, being specific, you're one of the younger people in the show. How is this moving you forward? What do you feel like you're going to take forward with you when you step out of this role? I think I'm definitely going to take away, and this has come from the cast because it's been a big thing we've all been talking about, <laughs> that I'm on my own path and it's okay to rely and like rely on the people around me 
more because this cast, it's a massive family. Like everyone in it is so supportive of each other, so sweet. We all hang out. We all get into like nice, deep little talks. And it's been so funny to realize, I think on the first day, Chris turned to me because we hadn't seen any of, the, any of the other cast. It was just us. And when we had our first reading, Chris turned to me watching everyone sing and went, are you getting imposter syndrome? Because I'm getting imposter syndrome. And I went, yes, I am. And then as we found throughout the course of the show, every single person is like, yeah, I'm also getting imposter syndrome. It started with a lot of people having this mentality of like, I need to bring it, I need to bring it, I need to be so good because everyone else is so good. And it's just melded into this cooperation of everyone just supporting each other and being like, you killed it today. It's the sweetest thing ever. And so I think I'm definitely going to take away that we don't need to be so competitive with each other and we can just rely on each other's skills and abilities to create something beautiful, which has been really fun to see through this. I love that. Melissa, for you, what kind of takeaway do you have? I just feel, first of all, can I just say, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday! It's the biggest gift in the world. I just feel like this is the best birthday gift ever. My daughter, who is 22, you know, very much, you know, like Serena, you know, petite and looks younger than her years, but is just, you know, super intelligent, bright, deep, lovely, all those things. Um, it's really easy for me to uh, crush on Serena. I just, I just, <laughs> but um, my daughter came to see the show and I was super excited to see what she thinks, you know, because she's, of course, been raised in the theater watching me perform with different companies and watching me do all kinds of different projects. She's super theater smart. And she was weeping <laughs> from like moment one. And I'm like, she doesn't even know what the show is about yet. And I'm like peeking out from, you know, one of the vantage points that I have. And I'm like watching her weep in the audience. And I couldn't wait to get her feedback after the show. And I just, I asked her, I said, well, what, what got to you, Sophia? Like, I just saw you like from moment one, you were like, I could tell that you were crying because, of course, I know the set of her face and she's going up under her glasses and getting the tears, you know. And she's like, Mom, I haven't seen you perform since the pandemic. And I hadn't realized it. You know, it was a big transition for me. I almost, I can kind of consider myself retired because the pandemic happened, but I was also getting near the edge of my physical ability to really perform at a high level because I'm older, I'm in the second half of my life, and, you know, I'm not upset about talking about my age, but arts and performing tends to be very youth-heavy, but I'm 57 today. I turned 57 years old, and so, like, part of me is thinking, like, when is my last performance going to be? I had kind of considered the pandemic my easy way out of, you know, retiring. Like, I didn't have to say, oh, I'm done. I just kind of, like, stopped performing because there were no projects and I've always been a teacher and a choreographer as well so I just kind of like turned my focus on that stuff and hadn't really noticed that I'd retired really but my heart was missing performing I really 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 love performing but as a ballet dancer or a physical performer your years are very limited so I guess what I got out of this show is that maybe I can continue to perform I just have to be creative about it and, you know, bring what I have to the game and just know that sometimes it's not about physical quantity. It's about performance quality. 
And I think people kind of miss that in the dance industry because everything has turned into so you think you can dance and everything has turned into how many pirouettes and how high and how stretchy and how crazy and, you know, it's like kind of giving circus a run for its money. So, you know, like part of you is like, oh, you know, dance is for the young, time to move on. But I'm, I'm going to look for ways to perform. And it doesn't always have to be pure dance. I'm, I'm kind of calling myself a moving actor. Okay. Happy birthday. And you don't look hey. fabulous. Really, you look great. And as we're wrapping up, Serena, I'm going to start with you. How can people reach out to you and what would you like to leave them with? You can follow me on Instagram at Serena underscore Parish with two R's in Parish. And I highly encourage people to come see this show. I found that everyone who's seen it, it has changed them. It can apply to anyone. It's, it is a show that literally has no audience. It is everyone. <laughs> anyone the show will find something to connect to and help you find a little superhero in you. Melissa, how about you? What do you want to leave everybody with and how can they find you? They can contact me or follow me or chat me up at Melissa L. Anderson. You can find me. And I think uh, on Instagram, I'm like Melissa Ballet Health. That's because I'm always looking for ways to be healthy and whole, loved, <laughs> cherished. And I just want everyone to continue to feed themselves in so many ways. And art feeds you. And I think everyone in the arts gets super smart because they get to walk in other people's shoes. And seeing art also gives us that chance to walk in other people's shoes. And anything we can do to be more open to others and see that our journey is not that so different from other people's journeys. And if we start seeing that, we will start cherishing others and acting differently when we start seeing others like they're part of us. We just will. We will just see each other differently. We can't help it when we start to see the human in front of us. I love that. Both of you, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. I really appreciate it. All of the links to Serena, to Melissa, to Super You, and everything will be up on wordofmomradio.com. I encourage you, the YouTube link will be there. Go listen to the music. If you can't get to Milwaukee, <laughs> it'll be coming to a theater, you know, after Broadway someday, it'll be coming to a theater near you. But trust me, if you can get to Milwaukee, get there. Because the next shot you're going to have is going to London or Broadway. And <laughs> totally worth a trip to either one of those places, too. So Milwaukee's super cute. You should totally come and visit. <laughs> Milwaukee's awesome. What Isn't a great vibe. I'm going to say, you know, we spent almost a week there. I love Milwaukee. It's, it's a big little city. It's a little big city. Yeah, it really is. And the people are really nice. Really mm -hmm. nice people, great food, you know, great place to walk around and everything. So I highly encourage it. And, again, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate taking the time out to come and share your journey in Super You. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So, till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong.